This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 554, recorded on December 1st, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a blustery, although Mike, Mike Wigger's back. Mike, tomorrow, 57 or something like that tomorrow. This afternoon. is Nebraska. I told someone, like, wait till tomorrow. It'll be 25 yesterday and 60 yeah. tomorrow. And legit, that's yeah. about what we got. Looking, yeah. I've got a whole screen dedicated to my radar. Uh, that's kind of, it's a Windows app that I, it just, it's got great visualizations on it. And tomorrow afternoon, 58. Tomorrow night, 14. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Welcome to Nebraska, folks. Welcome to Nebraska. I'm going to try those. That's, that's, in, that's in Fahrenheit for our international friends. And, uh, and then it doesn't really recover for a while. It'll come back into the, into the thirties. But so tomorrow, uh, gonna throw, I've got, uh, a London broil that I've sliced up for beef jerky. It's marinating in the fridge right now. Tomorrow at one or two o'clock, we'll throw it on. Cause I think I have a, short window to get that smoked and and make turkey out of it then we'll trying to invite one of my buddies over for a happy hour if you know what i mean a happy hour time little candlestick but, yep yeah but uh anyways mike Weger's back mike welcome back thank you good to be back I, we were talking pre-show this just feels like home I, I've, I've missed you guys yeah. you know i and, and it's just it's just family stuff so I, i've loved it over you know over the past few months it's been Thursday night baseball was what started it. It was, it was baseball every Thursday night and practices and games and, um, and hockey for myself. And, uh, so Jim, I was super pumped. Jim messaged me. He's like, Hey, December, what do you got going? I said, actually, I have an open, open night on the first with, uh, with no hockey, no kid stuff, no work stuff. So, uh, excited to be back, Jim. It's good to be back. You threw me into a hole. I have really struggled since you left. Uh, like I've had some good moments and I've had some others. I've been like, ah, I don't know. What am I doing here? Why am I trying to do this? You were such an easy fallback. Like, you know, we would, <laughs> if I had no one scheduled, we could always just get on and talk. I mean, even tonight, we don't have much of a plan. We're going to fill the time that we have because we like talking to each other. I mean, the pre-show, if you didn't join us for the pre-show, we we probably could have done the pre-show conversation for another hour, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it has been, but I think, I think I've got it figured out again, or at least nailed down that I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it. It's going to be, I love it's it. It's going to be, it's going to be, you, you must have hey. talked to the people at work though, because like today, like it's been the same thing at work as like today, they had a guy back out on some video they were going to record and they just texted me like, Hey, can you come down to the studio? I'm like, uh, why? Like, uh, we need you to talk about something. Like talk about what? Like we'll tell you when you get down here. Like they're like just vamp for like fifteen minutes on buy sell agreements for advisors. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. sounds good, right? Like let's let's do that. All so right. I've All been right. trying to get my fill. Nothing has filled the void though, Jim, of doing podcasting. I talk to a lot of friends and they always ask about you know Thursdays and oh you so podcasting. I'm like oh guys, like I miss it. No, I'm I'm not doing it as much. And it's funny you when we were about to get on the show, I said I, I got to find this microphone. I'd actually put it away. One of the reasons I had put it away is because Hannah and I had actually talked, started talking about maybe doing our podcast again. Like, mm. hey, not live. We can record whenever. So I had pulled them out to put into a kit. I'm like, we can do it in the truck on the way down to the farm. So I had built like this go kit. We haven't done it yet because you know me. I'm just like ADD. Like, it sounds like a great idea for one week. And the next week, we're like, yeah, that's stupid. We know enough time. What are we thinking? Like, why are we trying to make this work? Um, but got got the microphone back out. And uh, 
and it'll be good. I'm excited yeah. to talk. And and you have a lot of stuff you've been working on, so it's going to be fun tonight because it's not going to be, you know, me talking about the tech side. I'm excited to hear what you've been doing mm. on your side in the past few months. Yeah. This last time we yeah. talked, you've been making yeah, all some the, strides. All the, all the PC parts are in. Yeah. I started together on Tuesday yeah. did a little live stream. Does the, does, so besides the live stream, I mean, have you been talking about this on the show a lot? Does the... Yeah. Okay. Been so the crew knows generally what you've been doing. Little, yeah, well, but little bits at a time. Just like, hey, I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that. Tonight, okay. maybe we'll spend some time. Got a parts Consolidating list. it. I want to know like exactly yeah. what the purpose, what you built, what you chose, why you chose it. Yeah. 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 yeah I got PC parts picker up and uh, we'll... we'll we talked a little bit about I had it up. Maybe I closed it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it back going again and maybe talk a little bit about what and why it's, it's getting defined, you know, as far as, is what I want to do. And and so we'll talk about that here in just yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah. Before we do that, big thanks, Phil Collison. If you recognize the name, it's because my son, he joined me last week instead of Sammy. Sammy was supposed to come on. She wasn't feeling well. Sammy is committed to the week between Christmas and New Year. So that Thursday between Christmas and New Year 2022. I don't know the exact date, but look it up. It's in there somewhere. Uh, she's going to come on the show, update us on all the things that have going on. And she's kind of figuring out what she wants to do. Of course, she's back in school and we've got a plan and she's doing some things. So she'll be back um, as well. Phil joined me last week. If you haven't listened to it, Probably more whiskey chat than anything in it. That's his, that's kind of his life right now. But we spent uh, we did spend some time talking about tech. And uh, by the way, you may get a chance to hear my son Tim. He they all call him Timmy, but Tim I call him Tim. That's his that's what that's his real name. He um uh, he may come on as we get into this VR space because he's doing a lot of VR stuff. And yeah. so that as we as we think about the PC um, coming up. So big thanks to Phil. For joining me last week and uh, for coming on, a big thank to our Patreon subscribers. If you're one of those who who gives value back through Patreon, you could do that as well. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon if you want to do it. We've dropped a few, so there's some room if you want to jump on, if you're feeling generous. So I got a $5 plan, super easy. One plan, jump in. That kind of helps us do what we do here. Keeps the uh, the boat afloat. And, uh, and some people just like to give. So if you want one of those that want to do it, TheAverageGuy.tv slash uh, Patreon, Mike. Uh, we let's catch up with you just a smidge. You yeah. alluded to some of this in the uh, when when you were jumping in here. But have you had what what have, what have you been working on tech wise? What's kind of been keeping you busy? You're you're listen. Your kids are taking most of your time, and I yeah. get that. It's going to be that way for the next couple of years. There's going to become a moment though. I'm going to start saying this to you now. Like you've you've gone over the hump of like okay, the kids are keeping me busy. I can't do anything else. <laughs> And I've been, I told you that for a long time, right? Yeah, you did. Now I'm going to start telling you, listen, there's going to be a point in time when the kids are doing their own thing and you're right. going to be like, I, oh, I need to be doing, I need something. I need, something. Me, I need my right? own thing. Yeah. It's coming faster than you think. So don't, uh, don't give up on that thought as well. That, that day is coming back and it's probably coming back a lot faster than you think, but Give us a little update, what you've been working on or what, what kind of things. Yeah, you know, and for, for this crew and what, what everyone's interested in, I think everyone would be curious to know, for, for me, I have been in a maintenance, stability, and upkeep mode, which I think is important for a lot of us to go through these stages, right? A lot of us spend a lot of times, and when I was on this show, you know, I was logged into my Unray dashboard every single day, and I'm adding things, and I'm always tweaking and, and making sure things are good. 
you get into a mode and especially, you know, if you run, maybe, maybe you run a Plex server that other people outside your home rely on. I don't know. It's just an example, right? Weird. Uh, or maybe you run a Nextcloud instance where other people rely on you for, for file hosting. Um, you will get into a mode where just like me, kids start to take over, life charts start to take over. And I, all of a sudden am, I am lucky to log in to my home server once a week if I'm lucky. Right. And so for me, it was getting into a mode where all of a sudden I need to make sure alerts are working on failing drives. I need to make sure alerts are working on Docker containers that haven't been upgraded in a while. Um, for me, you guys know I love Blue Iris and the monitoring and the cameras. Are my cameras actually working as good as they used to? I it, Since we have last talked, I had a camera that died. It was my oldest camera. It was it was due um, replacing those sort of things. So you get into a mode where you starting to make sure that the system you have set up is alerting you properly when you're no longer monitoring these things on a daily basis. And so one thing I learned, so through Unraid, um, I have just, I, you know, I just, I'm still nerding out on Unraid guys. Like for me, this platform has been one of the best home server platforms for me and mainly because of the alerts. So what I have done is I have essentially created my own and I've done this since the beginning, right? So, you know, since about two years ago, I have a Discord, my own Discord um, server, essentially. I have one channel that only I'm a member of, and my Unraid, I try and focus as many of my alerts to Discord as possible, because Discord alerts me on my phone. It's the way Jim knows he can get a hold of me, because it's the one <laughs> thing, like even Facebook Messenger, those alerts are most of the time muted on my phone. So I have to check Facebook if I want a Messenger alert, but Discord gets through. And um, so, you know, I, I had a drive that was failing, and you know, I look back, turns out that drive has been in my system for eight years. So an eight-year-old drive finally started failing. Um, and with Unraid, again, got the alert through Discord that, hey, you have something that's failing smart. It's the reallocated sector. I was like, okay, about time I look into it. And I'm always the type, I buy one extra drive and I keep it on the shelf for those types of things. I don't have the space. I wish I did in my server. I am fully maxed out on SATA ports. I wish I could keep a hot spare in the server. I can't. Um, but, but, I ha- but I have it on the desk. And I know that I don't spend, you know, beyond a week, I'm usually not more than a week away from home. So even if things went down, if the drive crashed, I'm a week away from being back. Um, but I went in and replaced that hard drive in Unraid. And I'm just constantly reminded how good Unraid is for the home geek, for the home guy who's not spending all the time on it, not a sysadmin. And for me, getting in, all it took was powering that down for all of two minutes, putting in the new drive, plugging it back up. And again, you know, my drive is, my server is now full of four and two terabyte drives. Probably too many. I could definitely, now the 12, 16 terabytes are the norm. I could definitely consolidate from the nine data drives I have now, probably to four or three. I just haven't, right? Because four terabyte drives are cheap. Um, But getting in there, replacing it, it rebuilds off the parity and it's just so freaking simple it and and especially for the stage of life i'm in right now this was a saturday morning right like i had the boys are awake we're all having fun i'm like give me literally 10 minutes i've got to go power down the server put the new one in and just start the process and it rebuilds over the course of the day over the course of the day even if i'm trying to access a plex file that was on there it emulates that drive um during the day while it's rebuilding um you know by that night i get the alert that everything's all good and it's back up to normal so for me I've gotten into this mode of how good is my maintenance and how good are my alerts for when I'm not fully on. So Jim, for me, that's, that's been where I've been at lately. And I think for blue Iris, blue Iris, I wish had a few more alerts for, you know, Hey, this camera keeps dropping every once in a while. Cause that camera, the reason I noticed was because we had, you know, my, my dog was out back actually. And it's my back camera. I was actually checking when we were out of town to see, Hey, is the dog, (laughs) 
getting back inside because we we can leave our dog for one to three days. He has a dog door and a big bowl and, and he's good. And the, the video kept freezing. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And I went back and looked and turns out it had been freezing a lot. It had been dropping and the power had been going bad. And the camera had just, like I said, it had been a old Cox home security camera that I had repurposed and, and it had gone bad and needed to be replaced. So I didn't figure out the alerts well in below Iris, but you know, enough that replacing that took all of 10 minutes once I ordered the new camera off of Amazon. So that has been kind of the mode I have been in, which is kind of a fun mode to get into. It's mm-hmm. almost like going through a crash. I know a lot of us talk about, do you have good backups, right? Do you have local? Do you have remote? What's your backup strategy? That's essentially what I've been going through is almost testing that. And, and thank goodness I have not had a server crash on me or no drive completely die. But again, that's the the pros of having good software now that it can detect a drive that is starting to go bad. Hey, this drive has been reallocating sectors a lot, right? Like it's gonna die, and you can be a little bit more proactive. And it, it's been a it's been a good little you know test for me to go through. And I, I found out that my system is pretty stable, and I found out my stress was really low, knowing I have offsite backup. So if that drive would have completely died, I know that the my photos. And my main share on my Unraid, which is all of my personal stuff, I don't care if I if I lost my entire media library, I can bring that stuff back. That's not what I'm worried about. But the photos and those sort of items, I know that I was like, oh, wow, my stress is really low. I would have thought my stress would have been higher, but I just know that I could always recover that from Backblaze if I needed to, because that's where I've been backing up from. It's been, it's been an interesting time. It's been a very interesting time. Yeah, well, you know, as you're explaining that, so I took in the time you since you've left, I've taken my Unraid box down. I just okay, it, it was on a Core i3 box, was having some problems, it was reading some drives, and I just was like, you know, I don't need it right now. <laughs> I just don't. I've got a pretty good box. Yeah, that the the Moro Data box has worked flawless. It's it's solid state. It just does its thing. It's backing up well. It's going to backblaze. You know, B2 instance and Everything is working. That when that it eventually that's going to die, right? It's going to die, and um, and that's definitely. I mean, I I think part of the new build is I will virtualize a Unraid box in, or I may I may even go with some dedicated separate equipment to get that done. Just kind of depends on where I'm at. Yeah, or a dedicated Unraid box, and your gaming rig is virtualized. I know a lot of guys who their Mm -hmm. main OS is Unraid, and they run a VM for their their gaming rig, because you can easily pass through that GPU, as much CPU cores as you want. You know, for me, my Blue Iris box, you guys got to remember, is virtualized. So I virtualize my entire Blue Iris Windows box on Unraid. So Unraid's my core OS. I'm running a full Windows VM uh, just for just for Blue Iris. And, and it works fantastic. In the load, like I have been shocked how well virtualization has gotten at utilizing resources. Like before, your VMs had a lot of overhead. Nowadays, I mean, they're not as good as a Docker container, but they're getting really darn close to a Docker mm-hmm. container. Like that Windows instance for me, for Blue Iris, doesn't use that much CPU. I am still, on average, my entire Unraid server is utilizing about 20% of a Ryzen 5 5600, right? Like 20 to 20% on average. And that is including the VM, including all the Docker containers. I mean, I have a lot running on this Unraid server and uh, that virtualization technology has gotten pretty darn good. Yeah, it has. It has. And why I need to get Jonathan, that's a good reminder. I need to get Jonathan Pinozo from from, uh, Unraid back on to talk a little bit about it. So it's sitting for me from an idea standpoint, it's sitting in the background. It'll 
probably come back at some point when I need it. I don't need it today. That was one of those things where I had so many things going on that I couldn't spend the time checking them. And then, like you said, I mean, sometimes they don't need to be checked that often. And it's hard because like, then you forget some things. You're like, okay, what was I doing there? And yeah, how is that working? And there is some complexity. It's not, it's not completely simple. I mean, there is some complexity to the solutions. You got to kind of figure, even when you have a drive go out, you kind of like, okay, did I label those drives? So I know which one is which when it went back. That was the most difficult part, right? was opening that thing up and I was literally, I had taken a screenshot of the serial number and then I'm digging through all the drives because the, the, the chassis I have does not make that easy. It's not, it's, you have to unscrew and unplug every drive to check the the serial number. So I got lucky. It was in the first four bay or five bay. This, my chassis has three, five bays. And, uh, it was in the first one I grabbed each time. So I actually got lucky, but yeah, that's the most difficult part. It it is. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do a lot of stuff with those drives, it's probably a good idea to label them (laughs) as you're putting them in. So put them in, spend some extra time with the chassis open, get a, piece of tape or something along those lines one of those labelers go in get them labeled just in case one goes bad you don't have to you don't have to test them all you know yeah. to kind of make it work so i think with the new build mike i will do some some virtualizations of some of those i've got some i've got two core i3 boxes and then i have a really old core i7 box that i'll probably keep around for a while cuz it's still really good it still does its job but i will probably try to consolidate and get rid of the core i3 boxes get those virtualized on this on this new rig i bought or i'm buying at this point and you'll you'll see why here in just a second as we talk about it but yeah that's you'll be amazed by that like that's the one thing when i i mean we talked about this even before i left the show i was trying to consolidate so i was consolidating a lot of boxes onto one it's just amazing if you get a modern Get, like call it a gaming ring, whatever you want to call it, modern computer with modern CPU, modern GPU, the amount of things you can run on that one machine is phenomenal. And um, Bob asked in chat, he asked, you know, what kind of resources do you have for uh, the Blue Iris VM, any GPU for AI stuff? And so for me, like I said, so that Blue Iris box is running as a VM on my Unraid. My Unraid is a Ryzen 5 5600. And what I have running is essentially, so think of that as 12 virtual cores, right? With hyper-threading, six actual cores. So I gave it four cores, uh, eight threads essentially on, so that's what it has dedicated from the CPU side on mine. And with the AI detection, so we all know that now Blue Iris has really deep, deep stack integration. So deep stack is super easy to integrate. And what they actually recommend is that you install that alongside on Windows with the Blue Iris. But for me, um, I use my GPU. So I have a I have a 1060 in that Unraid box that's being used for a lot of things. Number one, it's mainly used for Plex, and these are all through Dockers, right? So Plex has access to the 1060 for transcoding. TDAR, TDAR is that um, Docker container that instantly it looks at a file that came in and it converts it to a new format. So what it's doing for me is it's taking all my H.264 content, converting it to 265 to save space, that's using the GPU. So that's a Docker container. Um, so I don't pass through my GPU to my Blue Iris box because I need it for all my Docker. So what I actually did was I Dockerized DeepStack. So I did DeepStack, which is the AI processing. Is that a human? Is that a car? I put that in a container on Unraid, gave it access to the GPU, 
and then I just point the VM in Blue Iris, you can tell it the IP address of where DeepStack is. I give it the internal IP address from Unraid. And so DeepStack isn't running in the VM. It's running as a Docker on the same hardware, right, just in a Docker. Um, and that frees up a lot of resources. So for me, the goal was having my 1060 being able to use for everything. And so by not passing it through the VM, by having it being used on the Docker container side, it saved a lot. And I think that's mainly why. So all of my cameras in Blairus do straight to disk recording. Um, so there's not a lot of CPU usage. And I think that's why overall the CPU usage on that VM is so low um, because the AI and all the kind of the heavy lifting is done through the DeepSack Docker, which has access to my 1060, which which works pretty well. So for you, Jim, though, okay, so you know, and I got to be honest, I, I've been I've been so few and far between on even podcasts. I haven't listened to many podcasts in between. So I saw you posting on Discord, and you saw you doing a lot of invites to the build of your new PC, and I got yeah. really excited. I'm like, okay, so Jim's building new hardware. So you, you you've got to give me the background, you know. Is this a server build? It sounds like no from the beginning of this show. It sounds like this is more geared towards VR gaming, maybe a hybrid in the future. But you know, but what was the what was the initial use case for you building a new machine? And then, you know, what'd you end up buying? OS? What do what are you thinking about? Yeah. Uh, before I dive into that, Bob, um, let me just wrap these comments so we don't miss them. Bob says, when you're thinking about hard drives, right? Also like label the hard drives with where and when you bought them for That's warranty a great purposes. Point. Yeah. Isn't that a great get it somewhere, right? Print I'm so label. lucky I do everything through Amazon. So yeah. I can always yeah. go through my Amazon history and, and find where I bought it. And I've actually utilized utilized that a lot, especially on Seagate drives. I mean, I am I'm not biased towards WD or Seagate. I will say my Seagate drives have failed three times. I have had zero fails on Western Digital, just my experience. Uh, but Seagate in their in their wisdom has made the the RMD process so easy that each one of those drives they have replaced just no questions asked send us the receipt send us the drive we ship you a new drive so i've gotten three new drives uh for relatively no effort on their point on their part yeah it's kind of nice when it works that way right yeah if you're purchasing from us i've done a lot of amazon purchases but actually on this build you know i had some paypal credit so i wanted to use some of that so or not pay yeah paypal credit so i wanted to go to ebay to get some of that done we'll talk about that but most of it's been uh, that's not totally true like i bought directly from western digital they were running a pretty good deal so i bought on those okay let's talk a little bit about the why i've never i don't i've been alluding to this in various shows but i don't think i've put this together all on one show by the way last night we put the build together i'll leave a link to that two-hour build video it's not terribly exciting i don't know why you'd want to watch it, but it's kind of fun. If you want to go out there, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, out at theaverageguy.tv slash HGG554 on this one when we have that done. Uh, if you want to go out and take a look, I'll also leave a link to the build list on pcpartspicker.com that has everything I bought to date. Now, certainly, Mike, as I've been putting this together, I've gotten lots of advice. Some I followed, some I haven't. I think Bob and Ryan, I'm going to be on Bob and Ryan's show, by the way, next week, next Wednesday, I think at the 7th, we're going to talk a little bit about gadgets for Christmas. But I think Bob really wanted me to buy this really RGB, bougie case. Yeah. And I, I bought a really boring one, like super boring. I'm right there with so, you. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a boring case guy. Yeah. yeah. So the use case is to replace 
you know, I've got all, I've got three of these PCs that are getting a little long in the tooth. I wanted to be able to replace those plus get a modern PC that could run both some of the games I mentioned in pre-show, I think Flight Simulator. I want to kind of get, yep. that's getting really cool. And so I think there's some, some of those kinds of games I want to start working with. I don't have a PC. Ah, the M1 could probably do it, but I use it for podcasting. It's kind of my work PC, just to be honest, my work computer. So the the other, you know, the other idea in here is my son Tim has really gotten big in the VR space. He's hosting parties. He's DJing out there. He's doing all this VR stuff. And I I don't want to see what it's about. We've been talking about for VR for 20 years. Uh Dave Hamilton from Mackie Gab was on a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, you know, he said this, he was like, look, we've been talking about VR for a while and it's still not quite there yet, which is good. Cause I want to be there when it does hit. Like this is, if, if there's ever a time to start thinking about it, the equipment's getting better. We're actually getting some things that are working. Like, so what would a podcast look like inside of VR? That's yeah. kind of the, right. That's kind of the thought on this thing is like, okay, how would I do that? So the kind of dual purpose, one, replace some of the PCs that I have here that are getting a little old. I know, I mean, I got some Core i3s that are 10 or 11 years old. They're like 540s. Like this was like first gen, maybe second gen. I can't remember uh, Core i3s. So they're a little old. And I know at some point they're going to give way. Two, build something that's worthy of, VR and then maybe three be able to game on it right now. Mm -hmm. I have an Xbox, and actually, I could get an Xbox Series S that's they're 250 bucks right now, they're available, or you could get a Series X, they're 500 bucks. But for VR, so, those are not that great, yeah. they're not options, yeah, right. they're not really not op options, they're, yeah. they're not really options today. So, that's kind of what uh, is I think about what uh, the, the why of what I'm doing. Um, and let's bring up, I'll bring up on screen here so. If you're catching audio only, uh, sorry, oh, I love that. it. You might want to head over to the YouTube. So, first of all, great is, CPU choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got one of these, right? Or, yeah, or, that's or what, what that's what I was running in my gaming rig, and then I moved it over to my Unraid server. That 5600 is a fantastic processor. You'll love it. Yeah. So all the all the both Bob and Ryan. You know what's been interesting? So I've gotten kind of been listening to ThinkComputers.org a lot more. I've been showing up for their live show and listening to those guys. They're so funny because I've tried to overbuy, like. Do I need a Ryzen 9 or do no. I need a Ryzen yeah, 7? Yeah, exactly. And they were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and I, it's and I been... think for you, the main important piece is for people who are going to put a GPU in their rig, like a dedicated GPU, Ryzen is such a better bang for your buck in terms of CPU. I will say, if you are planning on running a server on this and you are not going to put a GPU, go Intel just for the iGPU, like for quick sync and like oh, Plex yeah. transcoding and everything. Yeah, if you're yeah, not yeah. planning on it, but Jim, I love this. I know you, I know you're putting a GPU in this rig. I know when you I scroll am. down, it's going to be there. Right. So for you, Ryzen makes so much sense. I always like to put that caveat because I think if I were to go back and redo, I reused the 5600 cause I had it. Um, and I have the 1060 in there because I had it. If I hadn't had the 1060 and I was doing my my main media server, you know, I have 30 terabytes of media in that thing. I probably would have gone Intel. But for you and for a gaming rig, because you're going to put a GPU, you get so much more bang for your buck on the Ryzen side right now. Still, like that 5600 is the gaming CPU. And to your point, especially for not overspending, you don't need to spend a lot to get super high performance on the Ryzen side if you're putting in a dedicated GPU. 
by the way, right now, so this is first of December, is not a great time to be buying. So all <laughs> the prices spiked right after Black Friday. Like it was crazy. I'll, I'll, is a talk about the when we get to the GPU, I'll tell you a little story about how that bit me just yesterday on this. And so, um, you know, you can see here, um, you know, on the like the price PC parts picker tries to get you kind of the best price. And it's showing, you know, 194 wherever. In this view, I don't see where it's at. And there's another view where you can't. And um, that's a little expensive. I think I got it for 160 So, like, it's PC parts have re rebounded a little bit right now as we're speaking. I don't know if you're hearing, if you're hearing my voice right now and it's still December, make sure you're checking prices. There's been a little bit of a rebound on this, especially in the areas of GPU. So, so if you're thinking about buying, be smart about it as we go forward. Uh, motherboard, I went with the Asus Tough Gaming X fifty seven seven or X five seventy Pro. Yeah. yeah, with the Wi Fi Wi Fi six. Great motherboard right now, going for about one hundred and fifty. I got it for one hundred twelve, one hundred fifteen. Or I mean, I'm sorry, two fifty. I got it for two twelve. Um, so I I I got a pretty good deal on it. Good board, solid build. It's nice to put together. Cut my finger the second I pulled it out of the bag. Well, I love the UNX570 as compared to B540. So like on the Ryzen side, right, that X570, when you're talking about PCI Gen 4, you're talking about how those lanes interact with the CPU, um, how that's going to interact through SATA ports. I have just, I've settled on, you know, there's, there's, there are a few pros and cons. I think X570 is the way to go. So I, I think that's a great choice on the Ryzen side. I think you'll really appreciate the future proofing you did, especially on the PCI Gen 4 by going X570. Love it. Yeah. You're you're going to see a, a pattern in what I'm buying and it's not RGB, by the way. I have gone a, completely away. There isn't a part that has a light on it that, can do RGB. Jim, that makes me so there. happy. I think <laughs> like, I, cause I am the same way. I think my motherboard does have one light on it. And so does my, mm. my cooler. Cause I got an AIO that has a light on it. Besides those two pieces, love that you didn't go RGB. Um, Nothing uh, wrong Jason, with RGB. We'll say that, but I just, no, I, I think no, no, you, no. Can, you can save a lot of money by yeah. not going RGB. Like yeah. they, there's literally a price surge on RGB. I think if you're willing yeah. to go and for us, Jim, this is sitting in a box, like under our desk, behind your desk, we are never seeing it anyway. Nobody right. ever sees it. No one ever no, sees it's it. Hidden. So exactly. Nobody sees it. it. It doesn't look good. So anyways, but again, if you're doing RGB, that's awesome for you. Uh, Jay says, I want to do, have a VR podcast. I think, you know, as we just, just coming back to that, you know, Bob says the VR DJ stuff is huge and it is right. It is huge. Fortnite, big artists perform on platforms like that now. And that's, that's true. Uh, Tony says, I just bought my daughter a PC and went with the Ryzen 5 5600 with the RTX 3060. Her needs are few. And Tony, you've, you've probably future-proofed that a little bit. I think that's so, too. A, that's a system. That's a five-year system, probably. If her like, needs are few, think, she got an upgrade. Because, I, I mean, you're saying my needs are few then at that point. Because, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I I game, you know, I do a lot of Call of Duty Warzone right now, especially. And and I have a 3060, the TI version. Um, but, but that system, Tony, will get her through for years to come. That's essentially I what so. I have. I upgraded the yeah. Ryzen 9 on my machine just because I was doing a little video editing and processing time. Besides that, 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 that machine will be fantastic. And Bob points on a good point. That motherboard you have has 2.5 gigabit. So you have a now, if you want to upgrade your system, which Jim, we all know how these systems start out. 
They start out as your gaming rig and they get <laughs> yep. moved to a server in the future, right? Yep. And you're going to love being like, oh man, seven years down the road when that becomes your server and you've upgraded to 2.5, that that box has that without you having to add an Intel PCI NIC or anything like that. Yeah. Well, it's true because my Core i7-4770, 4740, 4770, one of those 47 series, um, that's going to be the new server, right? This that Today, that's my PC. That's my Windows production box. So when I need to do Windows things, when I need to do editing, the stuff I do for the podcast, when I need to be on Windows, that's the box. That will get completely dedicated to, it'll kind of become the storage server here. And so I'm figuring out how to, kind of build that up and how do I pack it in? How do I reconfigure some things and move some cards around? It doesn't have a GPU. I told, I sold my 1060s back when GPUs were going through the roof and, and uh, gave some guys here in the community, some pretty good deals. I thought on it to, yeah. for those. And, um, and so it doesn't have a GPU in it. And, and I think I've got it maxed out at 32 gig of Ram. So it's not going to get, not going to get me that far. It's certainly not going to game. I tried to put Flight Simulator on it, and it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> not with that CPU. You, no. You, no, no, no. You're not going to do this. But it would make a great Unraid box just to yeah. be. Oh, that'd be a fantastic. 100, yeah. 100% honest with you, right? It's a yeah, it's a 10-year chip, but Core i7-47 series and 32 gig of RAM, like that would do some things for me yeah. on Unraid. Oh, for so, sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Memory-wise, uh, Mike, I did, uh, and yes, you're seeing this right, I bought 128 gig of RAM. Wow. Yeah, I did. I just said for 100, and these were selling for, they, they say 271 here. That's not what I paid for them. So I think I got them for 175 uh, for per 64 gig. So three, whatever, do, do the math on that kind of thing. Um, 350. Um, 350 for, I was like, you know, on, on two of the other, my last two computers, I've hunted down memory to max them out at some yep. point in time. And I was like, you know what? My history, my track record is I, I, I keep these things forever. I might as well just max it out now. Right. Yeah. I have it. So Mushkin Redline 64 gig. Those are two by 32 uh, gig. They're, they're DDR4 3600. Uh, CL18 memory, pretty, pretty good for what I'm going to be doing here. I yeah. Think, and just make sure when you install those and enable the XMP profile, because you'll get the full 3,600 speed on those. Um, that's in, that's in the BIOS. But again, yeah. Jim, this goes back to like, when that thing becomes a server, you're exactly right. Like my gaming rig, I only need 32 gig. Every time I upgrade to a server, when like my server needs 64 to 128, like every yeah. time, because you're running VMs, you're running Docker containers, everything that needs a lot of just dedicated memory. Uh, I love it. I love that you're just doing it on the front end because it's going to save you in the future from having to go pay inflated prices on old DD4 memory at that time. Right. So yeah. it's no, I think so. And smart. Yesterday <laughs> and back, I mean, November was the best time to buy. I, I wouldn't say that today because things. Like you're seeing these memory prices, 271. I paid 175. Yeah. Uh, the chip is now 200. I paid 165 for it. The board, uh, I paid a 212 for it. It's now 265. For whatever reason, there's been a little bit of a spike here in December. So if you're just just be cautious if you're going out there to get that done. Um, it's the prices have kind of rebounded a little bit, but man, November was great. I, I came in at just the right time. A couple comments coming in. Um, uh, Mark says his home service offers now 2.5 gig port 
in the modem, which is pretty That's awesome. Fantastic. Think about okay, that. so Mark, yeah. let us know, do they actually offer anything above gigabit service or are they just future-proofing the modems? I'm assuming they're future-proofing the modems, but Tony, I'm later on, a few, a few down, says they're actually offering higher than gig. Yeah, I'm seeing two gig being offered in okay. a lot of places now, right? Oh, man, he answered. Uh, he got, we can get three gig. Yeah. He said, that's fantastic. No. Man, I'm jealous. Right on. Bob says, uh, the i7-4770, thanks for getting that. I, I, it's one of those things I've said it a thousand times, but as soon as I said it, I was like, was it a 4770, 4740? Anyways, the 4770, one of the best CPUs in years. And it your your board's going to go out before the CPU does. That Your board yeah. is going to go out before the CPU sees its end of life. Because I was running that CPU on my machine, and my Android, for a long time. Loved it. Board yeah. failed. That's all that happened, right? I could have right. kept running that CPU. Yeah. No. Right on. It's It's been a good... God, it has been a really good chip. And yeah. uh, and like I said, I maxed out that board now. So I think I have 32 gig is all it's supported back then. And again, I, now now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's my new, I think that's my new Unraid box. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I'd love it. So Mushkin, um, a memory. I've had Mushkin drives before. I really liked them. No RGB on these. They offered them, but I kind of went, I kind of went with the cheapest I could get at 3,600. That was kind of the goal on this. The price between, uh, 32 and 36 is not a lot right now. And so I thought, let's just get 3,600. Kind of locked that in. Went with the, on Christian's recommendation. So I had Christian on the show, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. And he recommended the uh, WD Black SN850 one or two terabyte drive. Yep. Right now that's showing as 164. I got it for 124 during Black Friday. It got as cheap as 110. It's back to, I think now, if you go back to the site, we're back at the 170s or the 165, though. But, Mike, that's the 7200 uh, version of it with the, with the heat sink on it. That thing freaking is going to fly. Like, they fly. <laughs> it's unreal. It may be the thing I most, to be honest, it may be the thing I'm most excited about is getting some stuff loaded on that hard drive and just watching it just rip. Right? It's, yeah. I mean, you'll notice, do you remember the days of going from spinning rust to SSDs? Yeah. And then now you go from SSDs to um, NVMe. And and really, honestly, from a single copying standpoint, you might not notice it. What you'll notice is, is when you're running a lot of different tasks at once and they're all not bottlenecking. You're like, this yeah. should bottleneck this hard drive. So much so like my un right now, my, a lot of the cache drive is run on NVMe because like it's just, it can handle a million tasks coming in Whereas the SSD is great and the speeds are good, but when you have a ton of stuff hitting it from all different places, you're still going to bottleneck it. Not with an NVMe. Like you're, you're hard pressed to bottleneck an NVMe drive. I have that board just has a gen four NVMe and a gen three NVMe. So yep. some of those boards have, um, That's way four, mine as well. four gen fours, I think something like that. Oh, and really the, okay. the higher end ones, something like that. Three, four, something like that. I, I'm not going to build that way. And so it does have a gen three. I will probably look for, start looking for a really cheap, like two or four terabyte NVMe. I know those are like today. That's not smart, but in the future here, I will probably look for a, a cheaper one to throw in there where it's just storage, right? Yeah. I don't necessarily need the, the, the speed on it, but it's like, remember when we used to put SSDs in and then the, games would be on the spinners or whatever, right? Yep. To, or the data would be on the spinners. That's where we're at today. Gen four is the OS. Gen three is the, 
the data storage. I mean, it's and and right now it won't be a big thing for you, but keep in mind in the future, if that becomes a server for you, a lot of times if you do populate the second NVMe slot, it will deactivate two of your SATA ports. Okay. So I will know it's like for like for me, right? I'm using a gaming board in my thing. I don't populate the second NVMe because it would deactivate two of my SATA ports. Good but at the same yeah. time, most people aren't using all of their six or eight SATA ports that come on the board. So you'll probably never run into it. Uh, but it is something, especially for those of you in chat, if you're trying to use a gaming board in your server, if you're having issues with that, try pulling out your second NVMe and you'll probably be okay. Yeah, that's good to be in the in the documentation as well. If you go, you know, and, if you go out there, one one of the super cool things was is I was doing this build on Tuesday. Is Ryan was Kirshner from ThinkComputers.org. He had the manual up, and he was like walking me through. I was like, "Hey, what?" No, he's like, "Hey, the manual says this. Go do that. It's this super helpful." Because like here I am, I got parts all over the place. I'm trying to read. You the don't book. have time to have that up. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the manual open. It was super helpful. And so he gave me some tips. What was that? He walked me through some of the setup. I put the power supply in the next day. So he gave me some tips on, hey, when you go to put the power supply in, do this, do that, and some other tips as well. So um, uh, pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Case, I went super boring. I went super old school. I I went with the uh, Cooler Master HAFXB Evo, which is that big square black LAN case. That's what they called it. It was like a LAN gaming case back I in the day. It. The sides come off, the top comes off, the the power supply um, frame comes off. Everything comes out. It's got two fans up front that you can replace with a cooler. In fact, Ryan, uh, Ryan from thinkcomputers.org has sent me a water cooler to uh, or liquid cooler, I should say. Dude, that guy is the bomb. He sent me mine too. I love that. That's great. He is the water cooler like drug dealer of our uh, of our community. It's fantastic. He's awesome. <laughs> he's yeah, great. He's awesome. That's, yeah. So I have one coming. It will go in the front. It'll go in the front part of this. I was uh, just going to ask how here. that. Okay, so you're going to do water yeah. cooling, and it's going to two forty, right? The front. I think yep. it's a two forty. Yeah, it's like a rad. Right so you'll put yeah. it right up front. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So and I I just love. I know that case. It's got enough. You know, I can put three drives. I can take a two, you know, a two bay and turn it into a three drive. I can take it. Then it's got two other, um, trayless, um, that's not two list trays that you can put drives in. So there's five, there's a place for two more on the side. So that's seven. So I could get with just what's there. I could get seven in there. I could do some fancy things to get a few more. So seven's plenty, by the way. Yeah, there, right? over <laughs> sure. for sure. Seven drives is plenty. And you and can it, double up some of those with sleds to get NVMe. Like you can do two sure. SSDs, like SAT SSDs. Sure. You can like double up. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, for sure. I could do some IC doc things and get, you know, if I wanted to, if I wanted to stack it out. Probably won't be doing that on this case. I'll probably be doing that on the old case because the 4770, the Core i7 4770 is in the same box. So oh, it not is. only, okay. yeah, exact same. It's kind of one of the reasons why I bought it is so I can share parts. Right? Yeah. So it was just one of those kinds of things. It's like, well, hey, if I'm doing this, by the way, I've got one of those. You've been down here. I've got one of those. Um, uh, I bought, you know, Walmart or whatever. One of those um, shelving units that's got the plywood and then the metal. Two of those fits perfectly across the top of one of those units. Right. I was like, oh, this couldn't have been any better. Um, so because I was wondering if you were going to go rack mounted for everything now. 
So no, you're sticking with the kind of more traditional yeah, case. Style. You know what? I thought about it. I really did think about the rack, the rack mount. And then it was just when it came down to it, it was just convenient. That case. And those um, rack mount cases are beyond expensive for their functionality. Oh, it's so, it's so They're stupid. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. They're like right? literally $300 just to be able to rack mount it. Now, in some cases it's worth it. Some cases it's not. Yeah. 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 The, um, uh, that, um, that case what had been 160 when I started looking at it during black Friday, it did come down to 122. And then I, I today it's showing 123 99, which is about the price. That's the only part that I bought that hasn't gone up <laughs> since my case, everything else. Yeah. Everything else has kind of jumped up. Um, um, so what GPU? That was one thing that it wasn't shown there. What GPU? Well, are you going with? let's hold on. We'll come to that in okay. a second. Let's do that. Let's do the PSU really quick. So I'm super proud of this one. I, I bought this EVGA Supernova 750G Plus um, about three years ago, and it's been sitting on my shelf as a backup. Like, and of course, as soon as you have a backup, nothing fails. Now, yeah, I put that Jeep, I put that power supply in another. Now, now that I put it in. I'm going to have a failure this weekend for yep. sure. So it works. Right? But um, that right now retail, I think I got that for on say The reason I bought it was like $65 uh, from EVGA at the time. Right now that's retailing for about 190 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Fully modular. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it's gold certified, really good power supply. Now 750, which is, it's borderline, like I'm, you know, at the 30, 60, 30, 70, like I'm getting close a little bit. on oh, those. Thir- you'll be, you'll be solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. be solid. But it's still one of those things where there's been a lot of talk of the 40 series, right? 40, 80, 40, 90. Yeah. And so, you know, that definitely does not set me up, but I'm not, I'm not headed that direction. I am right. Not, right. You know, not yeah. Cause I, I run, I should probably look. Oh, uh, maybe it's an 800. I run a, uh, a C-Sonic. I think I have a 750 as well. And that's with a Ryzen 9 and with a 3060 Ti. And I have not even close. Like I look at my power meter and I think yeah. I'm like, th- I'm running 240 right now. Right. And even when I'm gaming, it's like 400 of the 800 total. So I think you'll be completely fine. Not a lot of hard drives in there. It's got one NVMe. It's yeah, which like not no a lot of power. Fans. I'm hey. going to have that cooler in there, but that's not pulling a lot of power necessarily. So yeah. 750, both Ryan and Bob, like that should be fine with more than for enough for what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. For what you're doing. And, and for future proofing. I honestly think you could put a 4080 in there and you'd be fine too. Yeah. 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 I think so. Especially I, with yeah. 5600. Um, so let's, let's get that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So this is the one I went with today. So an NVIDIA GeForce nice. RTX 3060 Ti, eight gig GDR, uh, GDR six GDDR six. Um, we had a lot of discussion about necessarily waiting. The 3060s are going to get the GDDR six X, which is the newer chipset on these. And so, Last night on the show on Think Computers, I asked the guys, you know, should I, should I wait? And Ryan was again super reasonable. Was like, nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine for what you're doing. The next jump for you will be the next important jump, right? So whatever comes out post this four thousand series, that's the one. That's going to be the next jump. Today, when we think about what this, the use case I'm going to use this for. So some gaming, like flight simulators, some stuff, some stuff like that. Um, and VR, 
this is right in the sweet spot uh, yeah. where it needs to be. Picked up now, four. this seems like an expensive price for this because you can get these at Best Buy like today for three eighty nine. dollars Like right maybe. now on Best Buy, thirty sixty is three eighty nine. Pick it up tomorrow. Yeah. Well. Well, that's a good, that's a better price than I saw out there. Because when I went to look on Best Buy for those this weekend, I couldn't find anything local. Oh, okay. And I wasn't yeah, okay. seeing anything in it's that It's amazing price. how much just a few days difference can it, Well, yeah. you know They were we probably didn't... stocking up for Black Friday. So what did you get yours for? So here's the, so $3.99. Okay. It's, yeah. And it was that used or new? Uh, that is new okay. OEM, right? So it's going to yeah. come... It's an OEM. It's it's going to come in a pretty so ten dollars more. Right? Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think yeah, yeah. so. Here's what I was, Mike. Here's what I was kind of going after is these this version these these Rev twos of the of these cards and this card that I'm looking at right now. Yesterday, so last night was four thirty nine. Today, it's five thirty nine. So overnight, they went up a hundred bucks. Like so, I went. So the story was, so last night I'm talking to a friend and I was talking to him, uh, I was lamenting about how I was struggling to buy this card. And she says, just buy the stupid thing. Like, stop overthinking it, right? So I go to buy it and I realized I bought the wrong card. So I was like, ah, later I went back, you know, I just kind of pulled the trigger while I was talking to her and I bought the wrong card. Spent 40 or 50 bucks too much. So I thought, well, I'll cancel it and then I'll just buy the, the other one tomorrow morning. Yeah. Come down here, see if the thing, the cancellation had gone through. It took, actually it took a full 24 hours for Amazon to cancel the order. And I haven't checked on the refund yet. I'm sure that'll be coming here in the next day or two. But I look at this card, it's a hundred bucks more. I said, like, <laughs> you know, just yeah. like uh, on the, on that. So Did Bob and Ryan talk about me like, I get Rev One versus Rev Two, but is it worth the extra two hundred dollars for Rev Two? Because I mean, it, like I said, so so I'm looking at so the Nvidia GeForce thirty sixty um, from yeah. MSI three eighty nine yeah. right yeah. from Best Buy. Pick it up tomorrow. And, and MSI has been the cheaper end of things. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one I have. I have one of the two fan models. I have a thirty sixty Ti as well. Eight gigs thirty sixty Ti two fan model. Man, I I game for seven eight straight hours. I think and. I've had no thermal issues, nothing. So I, I think you'll be more than happy with with what you ended up buying. I don't. I don't think the Rev Two is going to make that much of a difference to justify. No, I agree. Double I the agree. cost. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, there's the Rev Two, and then there's the new, um, you know, there's the new X that's coming here on the 3060s. I think I'm okay. Like for for what I wanted for the the card I wanted for the price I wanted. Mike, I was kind of done. I had I had spent so much time thinking about this. I was like, okay, that's the card I want. Reasonable price, three ninety nine. Oh, Let's do this sure. thing. And a Set year ago, you would have been paying seven hundred dollars for that same card. Right. Like that's uh, the crazy part. Yeah. Is we've now seen a, a pullback on GPU prices, which is fantastic. Now the good news is too, you probably are not worried about mining because of Ethereum moving to two and not being no, able to mine. No, so the no. LHR card, like my biggest regret on mine was that it was LHR. So when I was trying to mine on it, it was without a bunch of tomfoolery. It was really restricted. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop worrying about mining. And it's just a great gaming card. And for you, for VR, it's going to be perfect. Like that 3060 Ti is, the, unless you're going 40 series, is the true sweet spot on gaming. You know, I think they've yeah. proven time in and time out. 
unless you're going 3080 and going to spend double the price, you know, really between this and the 3070, uh, the 3060 Ti, I think is, is a phenomenal choice on, on GPU. I was pretty close to going 3070 and uh, 3070 Ti with, you know, with the, um, with the new chips, with the new yeah. chipset, seven, 800 bucks. So it'd have been double yeah. what we're doing. And uh, later, and I just bought this today. So earlier today, I was like, no, I'm just going to go with this. Uh, Joy, Joe says it's an e, uh, EVGA, um, which if it is, I don't see that on there, Joe, but maybe as I dig into it a little bit, it says it somewhere in here. Um, you know, yeah, that, some, that doesn't look a founder series, so I would assume it's EVGA. Yeah. The founder series are more blocky. And look, so if it is that there is a little bit of worry because they're not doing cards anymore. So, right. They've, they've got out of that. So I guess I hadn't thought all the way through that one. Uh, Bob says, uh, install camel, 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 or Keepa, both track pricing and trends. I, I've been, so well, you're been, good. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> it's been, it's I, been a rock solid for me. This is the one I got. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I will, uh, I'll probably buy something new before this thing goes out. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll see how it goes. You never know. You never know. Hey, it's going to be bucks. like me when that thing next year, Jim is four thirty-five. you sell it. Okay. Like promise me I'm exactly. gonna message you and be like, you gotta do the mic thing. You gotta go, you use you just it for tell six me when. months. I'll yeah. tell you when you sell it, yeah. you buy something new. You just it's, tell it's, me when it's the way I'm, I'm just gonna follow way. your um Oh, Joe's uh, referring to my card because actually Joe knows. I forgot Joe was the one who got in line. He had already bought one, he got offered that one, he offered it to me. He said, Hey, I, I came up in the queue. Do you want to buy it? So yeah, Joe, I still appreciate that, by the way. I'm still running this card, it's fantastic. Oh no, Joe's referring to your card. So, yeah, okay, so because he okay. was like I said, he yeah, was the one who got in line and his yeah. name got called and he'd already had one. So he said, Mike, do you want to buy it? I said, I would definitely want to buy it. Uh okay, good. Good to know. I thought maybe you guys knew I didn't do all the digging on this. You know, the on this card, they say you're gonna be more than happy um, with that card, Jim. That is a fantastic card. And like I said, brand- for ten bucks more than you get it, what's the difference? Yeah. So yeah, long yeah. as you actually get what brand you brand new. For? Yeah, it's brand unused, new, unused, unopened, unopened undamaged. Yeah, uh, packaging solid. should be the same as as retail. So, um, uh, pretty excited about that. So that'll come in in uh, next week, later next week, and I can start. But uh, Ryan had to remind me. So he's like, "So what are you going to do for a card?" And I said, "Well, I'll just run it off the board for you know, this is one of those areas." And, where and he's helpful. like, "No, you won't." <laughs> he goes, "Now no, with um, now with Ryzen, no, you won't." <laughs> Yeah, he's like, that's Intel thinking. Yeah, right there's there. no internal like, oh, uh, yeah. GPU. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's sockets back there. And he's like, yeah, no, that's On not. certain Ryzen cards, they do have the internal GPU, but um, not on, on the high-end cards. Right, on the, yeah, on yeah. the Ryzen so chips. Yeah, well, on certain Ryzen chips, they do have an internal one. On the lower-end right. ones, they do right. have that. That's right. why you still have HDMI ports and display ports on the Jeep, on the motherboard, because um, yeah. on some of the, but not on the higher-end ones. Um, and, I, and I will just say, so, Bob, you asked earlier, you know, how do I share some of these? My, how do I share my GPU with multiple? The answer is Docker, right? So sharing your GPU with TDAR and Plex, um, share it with Docker. There's also, if you're running Unraid or any other platform, but there's a really good script um, out there publicized for Unraid, 
there is a script to unlock essentially the NVENC encoder so that you're, you're, you can go beyond the three limit max. So those, those consumer grade cards, if you, unless you went quadro series are limited to three transcodes, um, there is a script you can easily run to unlock that. So for example, when my TDAR, when I download a whole new show and it's cranking through, it might be running three, I limited to three. So TDAR is running three, Plex can do five, and then um, you know, uh, DeepStack can use another process. So I can do like eight um, encoder sessions all at once beyond the three. So uh, if, you, if you need that, PM me, I can send you the link, but there's publicized unlocks for those. So um, for those of you running this sort of stuff in Unraid, that's what you should look for. It sounds like Bob, actually, he just posted, he's running the Quadro, uh, the P4000. So you don't need that unlock because you're those Quadro series of the cards, um, I think are fully unlocked. You can do as many um, encoder streams as you want. Yep. I don't know what you said there, but it sounded smart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the, the, the tinker mentality. All of a sudden I put that thing yeah. in there and I was like, wait, why is, why is it only doing three? I yeah. have three Plex things wanting to do Plex things and TDARS want to do its thing and, and DeepStack wanting to do it thing and it's, it's not letting it. So you have to unlock it on, on the 10. I'm running it. Like I said, I'm running a 1060 on mine. Um, so I, that's the build, right? I, I think those are all the parts. I At least at this point, I'll put Windows 10 or Windows 11 on it. We'll do some benchmark testing. I'm going to do, I'm going to test it with the stock fan. The fan stock fan is on the, it came with the the 5600X, came with a fan. I'm going to oh, test it. Oh, on the it cooler. The, yeah, on yeah. the cooler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to test it. Why not? Bob sent it, or uh, Ryan sent me a, a, a um, uh, you know, a you'll, you'll want the You'll want the other one. The stock oh, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Stock ones runs pretty hot. Runs really yeah, no, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. But I, I'd like to test it out. I'll spend probably once I get the GPU in and I can hook up a monitor. I'm gonna have to upgrade the board. I have to upgrade the BIOS. Likely, I have to see what version they have on there. But the 5600X isn't supported on that board without a BIOS upgrade. They it may have fact been factory done or not. I still got to check. At this oh, point. if you do. Um... No, I don't have that old chip anymore. So I used to have, because you had to run an old gen Ryzen, something it would boot with to run the upgrade. Um, they, yeah, the, board, the board's got a, a USB port just for BIOS. Yeah, but upgrade. it won't even boot. That's the oh, thing. Okay. So you, if it, it you, if you just bought it, it'll be fine to run the Ryzen 5600. Yeah, yeah. I did run into that, though, where mine okay. supported it with a BIOS upgrade, but it won't even boot to get to the BIOS upgrade process without an old gen Ryzen. Um, Ryzen uh, used to, they had a, they had a program. This is what I did. They will ship you an old Ryzen. As long as you promise to ship it back the for free, you pay like a $60, like hold my card fee. And then as long as you ship it back within two weeks, they just remove the charge. Okay. Um, okay. but you'll, you'll be, if you just bought it, you'll be fine. By the way, Ryan said the other day when he, when I was get to the point where I realized I needed an actual GPU to get video off this thing. He his first statement to me was, "Well, like we girl have a GPU you can borrow." I, I do, I do. If you need one, I have one. I can, and you used to be the extra GPU guy. I know. And now I can be your extra GPU. And the other thing you'll want to do, just in case anyone hasn't mentioned it, especially for you for gaming, and this is important for everyone in chat, um, upgrade the BIOS number one. Just do that. Enable resizable bar. So a resizable bar is a BIOS setting. 
And for gaming these days, it's extremely important. Essentially allows you, and I am not going to get this right because I'm not a technical guy, but it allows the system to have full access to the GPU VRAM um, instead of in chunks. And so resizable bar is a really important setting. Even if you guys today, like a lot of people are running gaming rigs and they haven't changed any settings in their BIOS for years, go in, upgrade your BIOS and just turn on resizable bar. It is a huge performance upgrade. Like, massive if you're an fps guy and you want frames and you're trying to track those frames you'll love turning on resizable bar well so here's what i've learned when i'm firing this thing up you need to be here so like i'll have to figure out like how to Let's get do it here yeah well i'll reward you with a cigar and some whiskey oh yeah uh, we can crack uh, open that jefferson's uh ocean you got back there that sounds good it. so it's open <laughs> okay there we go there it's we go open. So okay it's good a, it's a fairly standard thing in our house uh Bob thinks he's going to slip in. He says, we'll, we'll slip in an RGB mouse on Jim. He'll never notice. And then uh, Joe says, the dedicated USB flash port is not dependent on the CPU. Oh, so, awesome. That, yeah. that's, a, that's a new thing since I did it. So that, that's great. So I was yeah. proven incorrect. That's good. No, so no you worries. can no do, you can just boot it off that USB. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried okay. it yet. But, good to but know. It would. And then, of course, yeah, bring some Band-Aids when you come over because I seem to want to cut myself uh, whenever I do this. Mike, so the next thing that I'm thinking about then is I need a gaming monitor. Yes. Right? I know. I just don't. Uh, all my monitors, I know I've got nine down. You need one. And, but they're old. They're all, yeah. they're, they're 1080p for the most part. You know, even this 34-inch ultra-wide, when I bought it for the Mac, I knew it was going to be for podcasting. I didn't need... I got it for like $187. Like, it was super cheap. And it's 60 hertz. It's 1080p. It's whatever, 20, 24... I've got that written down somewhere. 24-something by 1080, right? Yeah. But I knew that was going to be good enough. But as I'm going into this setup, I'm kind of like... You know, I've got I've got some juice. It would seem pretty stupid to to run that on a really crappy monitor, like yeah. on a really crappy 1080p. I don't know if I want to go full full 4K at this point, but I am thinking about 1440. Yeah. Well, right? so so to give you some context for your 10, 3060 Ti. So the great part is we're running essentially the same hardware, right? So I can give you some benchmarks. When I am gaming, especially flight sim and those sort of things. Um, so for me, I am actually running a 1080p monitor, but it's a 144 hertz. Um, so your hertz, think of that, it's it's essentially your refresh rate. So the frames per second you're getting, as long as your hertz or 144 hertz is greater than the frames you're getting, you're good. And so for me, that 3060 Ti, when I am running 1080p on like Call of Duty Warzone or um, flight sim, I'm always below 144 now, what that means is I would love to go 1440, and I think you should. If you're going to buy a monitor, go 1440. But what it means is you don't need a 1440 200-plus hertz monitor because your GPU will never even hit that. You could do a, a 1440p 144 hertz, and you will be just fine because I don't even hit 144 hertz in a lot of my games. Now, if you're running like Counter-Strike, yes, you're going to go above 144 frames per second. But in all the games you're playing your VR and those sort of things. Uh, I think you'll be just fine with a 1440p, 144 hertz monitor. I game down it because I like the way you're seeing me, how close I am to my monitor. This is how I game. So for me, 1440, and I'm, I'm not doing the really pretty games. I'm doing shooters. So I really didn't care about 1440 versus 1080. You're doing pretty games. 
right? Like flight sim having 4G and 4 will be amazing. Like that'll look yeah. so good. So I would go with that, but I wouldn't waste your money on going above 144 hertz. I just don't think you'll get the benefit unless you think in the future you're going to upgrade beyond the 3060 Ti. Like if you're going to go to a 4000 series card and you're going to get 180 frames at 1440p, then maybe spend the money. But other than that, you might be able to spend a, l- a little less on your on your uh, monitor. But uh, do you have anything in mind yet? Like have you looked yeah. around? Yeah, amazingly, I've been I've been looking at uh, at some of these. So I'm I'm really kind of trying to decide between going with a 27 inch 1440. So yep. that's perfect. And, Look at that, 144 hertz. It falls right <laughs> in. Like it's, it's like we had this conversation before you even. Uh, we got didn't, on. by the way. We, we didn't. didn't actually. Yeah, we this, haven't this talked this at all. So great. it's an LG Ultra Gear QHD 27 inch gaming monitor. You know, IPS. Yep. Uh, HDR10. If you're not going to go OLED, IPS is good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I need OLED. I didn't go OLED. Thing, right? I was Price just, point yeah. two eighty on this, right? And, and these are, I'm not going to buy these this week. This is these are monitors I'm going to kind of watch. I've been reconfigured. I know I'm going to put something in here. There's been some suggestions in chat. You know, go with the forty three inch Gigabyte has a forty three inch OLED. It's too. I don't have enough desk space for forty three inches. I don't even have enough desk space for thirty four inches at this yeah. point. I can, I think I can sneak in a 27 uh, here. I will definitely be looking, and the reason I'm looking at this one is it has an adjustable stand. So I want to make sure I don't want to have to buy. I have a bunch of monitor stands on here, and I really just would rather get one that I can yeah. use the stand. Move and the to be honest, you're going to be doing a lot of VR, which is the monitors on your face. So it doesn't matter. Correct. Like, Correct. so for you, if yes. you, this is mainly a VR rig, this is going to be perfect for, for what you need. And I think too, as you start to look at, um, the the OLED versus IPS, I think you're going to be fine with IPS. And I think you'll totally love 1440p, 144. Yeah, and, and most monitors come with this nowadays, so you don't have to worry about it. But in case you're looking, G-Sync for you, since you're doing an NVIDIA GPU, is important. G-Sync is essentially if your frame rate's not matching up with your hertz or your refresh rate, you don't have screen tearing. And, and, and stuff like Flight Simulator, that actually is really important because you might end up spiking and getting a little bit higher frame rate in the game. And so it's going to look a lot better. Like G-Sync, I have found is a really, really good feature. So both of these that you've shown do have G-Sync, but just always something to keep in mind. And if you're a, if you're an AMD person, um, V-Sync is really important. So yeah, I, I think that's a worthwhile feature to look for. The other monitor, same same space. This is a 27-inch 2K uh, QHD, you know, two. Uh, 2560 by 1440 IPS, uh, 170 Hertz, but it supports 144. Um, you know, this is the same Asus tough gaming, uh, brand that I, the board is, you know, now that's not why you buy these things, but I thought it was pretty cool. So, you know, you, it's, it's one of those, again, adjustable monitor. I can move it around. They've got, they've got a variety of, of other options for it as well. This one's 320. So I've got to kind of just load it up in my cart. This is, as I've been going through this process, I just put all these things in my cart and every day refresh the cart and it tells me what prices have changed <laughs> overnight or whatever on them. And I probably won't pull the trigger just yet, but but I, I think maybe first of the year, if I can find a good deal, I'll probably pick up one of these. Yeah, and I think both of those look good. The other thing, like, and chat might disagree with me on this, I think HDR is one of those features you can take it or leave it. I think for someone who is not watching a lot of content, like if this is not a media 
consumption device for you, I turn off HDR and everything. I because a lot of games it looks weird. You're not going to want it on, and you're fighting with it's on the desktop and off during games. So I have not. Now I think both of those did have HDR and a good version of HDR. Those are both HDR10, um, which is which is a good version of HDR. It's not the early version, but I have never worried about having HDR on my monitor. I used to thinking I would love it. I have turned it off on everything. Um, for my computer, I love HDR on TVs and and like consumption devices, but on my PC where I'm gaming, hasn't been a big issue for me. This is uh, what I'm showing on screen right now. Of course, is a 34 inch curved. I'd have to do some, I'd have to do some real changes down here to get another 34 inch monitor in here. By the way, I really do want it. I'd want another 34 inch curve that's the same size as what I have here, or at least close. So that I've got that kind of wraparound feel yeah. that's going in. I have work monitors. That's what VR is um, for, though. You know? No, right on. No, yeah. right on. Yeah. Right on. I'm not going to be in VR all the time. But, um, you know, this is $299, not G-Sync. This one is um, is FreeSync, Free which works pretty close. Like, mine actually will pick up FreeSync on the G, on the NVIDIA card. They're not always compatible. Mine, mine works because mine is not technically a G-Sync monitor. I have the Acer. And uh, but it does still work with with G Sync. I guess my point is is we're in the golden age of monitors right now. Like, like it, as a when have monitor these ever guy, been this affordable? <laughs> as, right? a, as a monitor guy, I mean, I love monitors. I just I'm addicted to them, and um, now it's so hard looking at these to be like. Maybe I'll stack. This is this is one of the thoughts that I had. Stack. So maybe, maybe I'll stack. The thirty, I get another thirty-four inch curved and stack it above the monitor that's up here. Because to be honest with you, I won't be using it as much as I'm using the Mac monitor. I mean, I, I still continue. I, I still plan on using the Mac full time, right? That's for podcasting, for what I do for work. It is literally the best podcasting machine you can buy for the price. So you know, I probably spent two grand. I probably spent twenty-five hundred, maybe close to three thousand on all this stuff by the time I'm done, that actually pales in comparison to the Mac mini. You know, when you think about what well, I got that for a grand, the monitor was 200 bucks. Yeah. All of a sudden you go, that sounds kind of PC pricing, yeah. you know, right? So don't plan to move away from the Mac anytime soon. This M1 has been dynamite for me. Uh, but Mike, if I got a 31 inch, like for 50 bucks, I can get a 31 inch pole and put, stack the monitors so that I've got the Mac on the bottom, the PC on top, that would actually work. Like, yeah. It would work pretty well. Now, if you're gaming a lot, keep in mind ergonomics, right. you know, you know, no, cause right. I, yeah, I have stacked right now yeah. and I cannot imagine yeah. gaming on that top one. That top one is only for supplemental yeah. data that I need to look up at. But if I'm gaming, I want to be right up in it. Well, and so the plan right now would be to, so I've right in front of me is the 34 inch ultra wide, right? It, it, for the Mac, it's on the Mac and uh, it's 1080p, but again, I'm not gaming on it. That's so it's productivity in between then all the way 90 degrees are going to be three. I've got three 1080p monitors I use for work. They're 20, I think they're 24 inches each. So lot of real estate for me that works out really well for spreadsheets and those kinds of things. And yep. I just picked up a new laptop stand so that the laptop will make it a cube because the, the, um, 
docking station I have is only supports three monitors. So I'll have the laptop up on one corner and then it'll make a perfect cube. And I'll slide that a little bit over to the right so I can get this either 27 inch or 34 inch uh, kind of in between. And so I'll have work, well, podcasting slash work in front of me. Just 45 degrees will be gaming and VR. 90 degrees will be dedicated to work four screen kind of four screen setup that I can do whatever I want there. It I'm pretty excited about it like that. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> By the way. That's not ridiculous. That's that is excitement factor right there. I love it. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. I've got a uh, 24 inch touch monitor that I've had for a long time. Scoot that was the kitchen PC, right? It was a kitchen PC. He's talking yeah. about it. Right now, it doesn't have a home. So I was thinking, well, you put that on a stand and put it above the Mac. That can be where I watch movies. Because it, yeah, I can plug the, I've got an extra Fire TV stick that I can put in there. I can connect it to, you know, I can connect it to um, the uh, to channels. And I can be, you know, I can have TV going on that and this stuff going down here. It is perfect for me. I mean, that is just, a, and that, I think that I need, you know, that stand is a whole 40 bucks. So to get, you know, something like that. So I don't know. I have to figure that out. I it's, love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty cool. Let's see if there's any chat out there. I'm going to need <laughs> to, to Bob's point. Um, if he had, you know, he'd go, he'd go with this 49 inch. If he had a wide, six inch wide desk, maybe. And, you know, I've got an L-shaped desk. I literally, I mean, you can see the end of a monitor here, and it wraps around. There are straight monitors all the way to the end here, and there's no room on this side to uh, to put it in. You know, surface runs the weather station, and I've got full-time weather up and running uh, there where I can see it. That's actually, Mike, for me, that having weather uh, or my radar uh, up, all the time in in land or in portrait, not in landscape. So I turned it around so it'd be in portrait. It's almost like optimized for portrait. I can yeah. get the I can get the temperature, precipitation, hourly forecast, 10 day to glance, video, detail 10 day forecast, all on one screen where I can see it all the time as a weather nerd. Unbelievable. It is un freaking believable. So um, so got a little more work to do. Well, that card will come in next week and we'll set that up and then do some testing and that the water cooler will come in or the, the liquid cooler. will. what do you, what do you call that? AIO all in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. AIO. That'll come in. Um, that's a whole new world for me. So I'm going to spend some time. I've never had a AIO before. So. It's mainly just a pain mounting into the board because there's usually a different backplate. So it's not just screwing in a normal cooler. You have to replace the backplate. So holding the backplate on while screwing it in is kind of a, a hassle. But the cooling aspects of it are phenomenal. You can help me put it in when you come over. To Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, uh, Bob says one more thing. He says get a KVM so you can use all of those displays with multiple systems. I do. I have Synergy, which works on the Mac and PC. And it when when the M1 came out, they, they wrecked they wrecked it. Synergy didn't work very well at first. Now it is freaking amazing like i if you've got a mac and pcs and you want i'd even run synergy on just windows pcs as opposed to mouse without borders it 
it's got this crazy discovery feature. So if you move things around and then fire stuff back up, it goes, hey, I discovered something new. Where do you want to put it? And you just put it on the grid and boom, it works. I mean, Those sort of great. like life improvement apps are, are my favorite. Yeah, no, super great. Synergy is the name of that. I think I paid, I don't know, 35 bucks for it or something like that. And and we'll continue. That's one of those apps I have no problem um, kind of paying for. Mike, you got anything coming up as you as you think about Christmas or the new year? Anything you're hoping tech-wise to get into as we kind of think about wrapping this thing up tonight? Thanks for staying late with me. By the way. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, tech-wise for me, it's it's been a lot around hunting. I know this time of year, every year you guys hear from me about hunting, right? Game cams. We've talked about them in the past. Um, the last year we upgraded all cellular cameras. So my brother-in-law and I together, we manage my father-in-law's property for hunting. And so we're really big into all sharing cellular cameras in one account so we can see everything. So for me, it's actually been a big focus on getting the the uh, solar panels for those because oftentimes you don't want to go back out, you know, every three weeks to replace the batteries. So um, they are, we use SpyPoint cameras. So SpyPoint has some built in. And now the great part about technology, Jim, is number one, the cost has come down. And number two, they've combined things into one. And what I mean by that is solar for game cameras, you used to have your solar panel that would run down to a battery box on the ground. It would charge a battery. That battery would run up to the camera. Now that battery is just built into the solar panel. So the solar panel is charging a battery on the back and you plug that straight into the camera and now you have 24-7 camera without having to replace the battery. So for me, I'm hoping for uh, a few of those those solar panels to for the spy point cameras for my brother-in-law and I to try and make sure we can keep those cameras out all year round as opposed to him and I usually get them set up a few weeks before rifle season and then we pull them down after he's done with black powder season. Um, but we want to get them up just so we can just monitor year round. We love monitoring wildlife and we get a bunch of really cool wildlife out there. We have bobcats and there's been some mountain lion spottings in their area. So it'd be really cool if we get a mountain lion on, on cam down at the farm. So uh, that's, that's been our biggest tech push besides that. At some point, Jim, I just need to pull the trigger and upgrade my parity drive on Unraid to beyond four terabytes. So I need to just buy some 12, 16 terabyte drives, whether I shuck them, whether I don't. It's just really hard to buy like a $300 hard drive just for the parity. Like I'm not get, like, because <laughs> in Unraid, right, you need to have your parity just needs to be your larger disk. So to buy just 300 just to do that, and I don't even get any more space out of that. Um, that's why I just keep freaking adding four terabyte drives. So now I have nine data disks of four terabytes. I have an extra data disk just for the blue iris for storage. That means I have 10 Then I have two cache drives. So I just, I need to upgrade. So those, those are my objectives for the next probably few months is finally pull the trigger on upgrading the parity drive. And then also doing some solar on the, on the game games. Would you go like with a 16 terabyte drive for, I think so. Because at that point, I wouldn't need 16 terabyte data disks, but I could go right. up to 16, right? I could no, do right eight, it'll help, tens, twelves. So I think my parity drive, I'm just going to drop the coin on the largest at the time, whether it be 16 or 20. That way I'm just future-proofed for yeah. whatever I want to do. Yeah, Bob says it is the one downfall. And I wouldn't say that it's the feature that makes it work, right? I mean, that you can I, have any I, size drive. That's the best you, part about it, yeah. Mentally, it's hard to get over when you're buying this drive that you just see as doing nothing. But yeah. I mean, it's doing a lot actually, right? I mean, it's your parity drive, so it's doing a lot. And but Bob it's not says one buying of buying two, so he must run double parity. I only run single parity yeah. on 
uh, nine data drives plus the parity. So on a 10 disc array, I'm yeah. only running single parity. I know that probably gives you guys all probably the heebie-jeebies, but I've already gotten it. I got a lot of offsite. And if, like I said, most of all that data is um, media that I can pretty easily get back. I had, uh, I've been, I bought a lot of my four, my four terabyte drives on uh, eBay. And I got them, you know, as they were coming off of enterprise things. I wonder if, you know, you're still, you're looking at 180. That's not bad. For a 16 terabyte drive. That's right that's way better than what they are new. New, those yeah. are 300 plus. So yeah, you well, can, <laughs> Bob's got 90 terabytes. So yes, he does run double parity. So fair enough, Bob. I'm only at 30 terabytes. Yeah, so. I have 83. That's I have 80 really? terabytes. Yeah. It's stupid. All it's going so towards stupid. still the mining of uh, oh yeah those yeah projects? okay yeah that's a whole other show yeah we should yeah. we should I guess should get you back and we should talk about a little bit about because I'm yeah still let's doing, do another run in January too I'd love to come still back doing yeah get, shoot me a, shoot me a date that uh, that's open for you and let's yeah. get you let's get you back in here because I I've got some thoughts on this uh, listen I got eighty three terabytes that they're they're all dedicated to crypto but I'm kind of like that's really slowed down and I'm kind of thinking like well I have enough. If it's going to go somewhere, keeping what I have is not going to add any more to it. So if it's all of a sudden going to spike and go, I probably have everything I'm going to get. I could probably start moving. You know, I, I went through this, and this will be the last thing as we wrap this up. I went through this process where I'm like, maybe I should get some 10 or 8 drive Orco boxes where I pull these out of, because I've got them all jammed in my PCs, you know? Yep. And I'm like, uh, you know, Joe sent me some um, super micro five bays that go in three that I've got them in. Right. I think one PC has got 16 <laughs> drives in it. Right. And I was like, well, maybe I consolidate those. Now during black Friday, I could have gotten a single eight bay Orco box for 150 bucks. That's not terrible. Would have taken three or two, maybe three. That's 450 bucks or 300, depending on what you get. And you're like, is it worth it? Like, Am I ever going to see $300 worth of value out of yeah. now? It'll look beautiful. Like right, I did, right. I felt good about like stacking these boxes up with hard drives in them and just plug in USB in. And then I thought, yeah, I don't need to do that. Actually, I shouldn't, that's dumb. I shouldn't even be thinking about that. So there's, listen, there's plenty. Chia drove tons of large base solutions out there that are beautiful. I don't need them. I, I just don't. I, I want them. Don't get me wrong. I want to. It would look fantastic, but the price it would look ah. great. But I think, God, this is hard for me. You know, you know how hard it is for me to get rid of stuff, right? Yeah. So thinking about pulling these drives and selling them, I'm going to need some intervention, Mike Weger. I'm going to, I'm going to need some. I'll come over and just do it for you. I'm just going (laughs) to take them home and sell them and send you a check. Sell them to me, sell them for me, and then uh, you can Venmo me. There we uh, go. The uh, the uh, the difference between the two. Well, Mike, always great. It, dude, it's great having you back. I just really, great it's just back. so much fun to uh, spend time with you. Thanks for walking through the build with me on this. Uh, I hadn't really spent much time talking. I mean, I've spent, I've I've alluded to it here and there, but a beginning to end is kind of what we did tonight. Probably won't spend too much more time talking about it. Ed. Ed Sullivan, who's a good friend of mine, I, I, I meet with him on the weekends. He uh, he said, man, when we first started this build, he's like, you're going to get a lot of mileage out of this build, aren't you? I'm like, well, you, you know, are. I'm going to spend a couple thousand bucks. So, yeah, probably some topics coming. 
Um, that card will come in. We'll set it up, get it rolling. I probably won't spend too much more time talking about it. The next thing, Mike, is a headset. Oh, like yeah. A VR headset. Yeah, I'm I, excited I, for that. Whenever you do that, let me know. I think that's a February. I think I'm going to get through the hall, get this PC set up, get it the way I want it, spend some time looking at. And Oculus is probably the quest is probably the way to go just out the shoot to get into it. I'm going to need to get some inserts for my glasses and some of those kinds of things. So, you know, I've got a few expenses. They're not terribly expensive, but it's about the price of a video card. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, and I don't have the most space down here, but I do have some, so I'll have to get that, uh, you know, that'll, I'll look dorky as I'll get out with this big headset on waving well, my arms. Around. That's what I'm waiting for, Jim. Honestly, when you're talking about the monitor, I'm waiting for you to say, actually, this build is going in the living room and it's going to be dedicated <laughs> VR and gaming. Uh, it doesn't even go down here. And our living room now is, is yeah. like, because, no, I you know, think it'll, Linus it'll from be Linus Media. Day, I mean, his workout is playing Beat Saber. Like that's mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. that is his workout for the day. Like it's a workout mm-hmm. machine. It's it's everything. So I'm excited to see where this goes for you. Yeah. Well, or maybe I put it on the treadmill and I can be walking on there the you treadmill go. while I'm while yeah. I'm doing VR. So good stuff. Well, Mike, thanks for coming out. We'll remind everybody. Thanks for for your Patreon support. If you haven't joined us on Patreon yet and you want to do that, I I encourage you to. I appreciate it. Value if we if we're adding value, uh, you can give it back. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Uh, don't forget, Christian's doing a bang-up job over there at Maple Grove Partners. If you need some hosting service, he can do it for you. He can do, I shouldn't say this, because it's not true. He can't do anything, but he can do most things. So contact him, MapleGrovePartners.com. Plans start as little as 10 bucks a month. Uh, I should probably look at my notes. I've had enough bourbon that I probably <laughs> shouldn't be, I shouldn't to rely. If you want to contact the show, you can send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. This is the part where I used to say, you know, you can contact Mike, but don't, he's not here anymore. He's just coming in from time. Although if you ping me on discord, you might get a response. I will say maybe yeah. like if you at me on our discord channel. So yeah. that is the best way for you guys now to get a hold of me. Even Twitter. I'm not that great at checking. So adding me on discord, probably the best chance. Go to Discord in, server. If you want to join our Discord group, go to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. I try not to yeah. make it too hard. Theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Jump in there. Love to have you. Some great conversations in Discord. I mean, I'm finding Discord very, very in the in the in the bizarre world that has become Twitter. Yeah. I'm really uh I'm really enjoying uh kind of our Discord group and and speaking of that, home servers show, uh, the home servers show forums are going to get, uh, Dave's coming on next week and we'll talk a little bit about this, but he's closing those down as of December 15th. So if you are on home server show, he's probably told you by now, but if you're just hearing that from me and you want to join a group, that's a lot like that group was well, not as active, but still as nice. Head over to theaverageguy.tv slash discord, and we would love to have you as part of our community. We don't do as much, but it's not as much chatter either. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Like I mentioned, Dave is coming up. Aaron Lawrence is right behind Dave, and we're going to talk about some gadgets for Christmas. Like I mentioned, uh, next Wednesday, I'll be on uh, thinkcomputers.org uh, talking about some Christmas gifts. But we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the Average Guy. TV slash live. Thanks for coming out tonight. We'll do it smidgen a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.